Hello all, this is Chris Hayden and welcome to the Kindred Spirits Enneagram Podcast. I'm the pastor at Kindred UMC and one of the hosts of this podcast. This week we have Preston returning for a third time. Preston has been on the podcast before, so if you if you don't know and you haven't heard, go back and listen to his episodes. They are wonderful. He is wonderful and you will enjoy this conversation, I'm sure. Uh, as always, please like, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff, share with your friends. And if you have any interest on being in the podcast or if you have any questions, then email kindredumc at gmail.com and we will get back to you. So with no further ado, away we go. Preston, numero trace, completing the trilogy... Completing our first. That sounds triad like I'm finished. Podcast. You want to go for a quadrilogy? I'm trying. Well, Preston's trying to be on here for seventy the, podcasts. <laughs> we'll do. I have a ton of shit. Every time I listen back, I'm like, <laughs> I've heard today we're specifically supposed to talk about drumming. Because um, every time I say to you, well, Preston, part three podcast, you're like, Yeah, we didn't even get into drumming yet. That's a <laughs> nailed the impression, by the way. Thank what you. Are, I tried. What are the What are the vehicles in Star Wars that they raced in the Phantom Menace? What pod racers? Pod you racers. dumb shit. Okay, okay, okay. Not podcast. Pod racer. Um, this is what I wanted to do before we started. So, how about before we? <laughs> it's just pod racers. Except the Why engine, does it still somehow sound like sound, Seth Rogen? That's the joke. It's working! The engines are Seth Rogen laughing. <laughs> Shout out to any Phantom Menace fans. That's the only good part. I was like... With Seth Rogen. <laughs> Why does that somehow still sound like <laughs> Seth Rogen? Are my ears deceiving me? Mm. And before we start, I'll take charge of this <clears> fucking <throat> podcast because it's mine. I have a gift for you. Oh. Even though you have cooler... Moscow Mule glasses. Uh, gift to give these in to you. addition to the help restoring oh. Amazon's disgrace. Well, I've, Am- Amazon's dishonor. I've said this since I was eight or nine. <clears throat> My best gift is service. I, I, I greatly appreciate it. I don't feel like giving you anything unless you want my hands and my muscles, which is exactly what I want to give you. <laughs> so Pres- I Preston, I, I, my wife and I ordered a, a massive new TV and Preston very nobly came nobly. over to help because it's over it's a hundred pounds plus and and fucking awkward and yeah it's like really the big table except just the tabletop and like <laughs> oh and God. came over and put up with me while I took the old TV down installed new legs on that TV then we had to put that in the bedroom because that's that TV is going in the bedroom the and the new TV the even bigger bigger TV is going up on the we put it up on the wall and that was a nightmare and then we finally did it and it was all done and then I turned it on and the screen was broken and that is despite the fact that at least twice I think maybe three times during the process <laughs> Preston was like I don't know, the screen looks broken. Are you sure? And I was like, nah. It's like, that's a screen protector. It's supposed to do yeah, that. Yeah, it's the like, screen project- I'm protector. Like, oh, I, haven't, I haven't bought a TV in so long. You're probably We're gonna right. We're going to peel that off. And he was oh like, second like, time, he was right. like, are you sure? Yeah. That looks like... I was like, nah, we're going to be fine. And then, like, put it all up. Every, uh, maybe every, an hour's oh, worth of hard labor. Man. Everybody I show thinks Turned it's a it screensaver. They're like, he's fucking with you. I'm like, Turned it on, okay. and it was fucking broken. Could you take the towel off? <clears throat> I'm please? really scared to do that. Go for it. It's a year. 
It's an anniversary podcast. I believe podcast. in you. You can do it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to drink it. It's Fiji water. Oh, you got iced. Thank you. Fiji water. Is it, actually, it looks like water. Did it's you put water, water in it? Yeah, it's water. It's what I did to Alan. Aww. You, you just wow. said you were. You sick. get to drink that one. You, though. however, <laughs> you're either. You can I'm either... trying to do keto. Keto? Take... I'm already cheating with this stupid mule. What do you want me to do? I drink them both. I already drank. <clears throat> okay. Peacemaker, come out. Yeah. I'll drink all three of them. You drink them both, and I'll do, like, I don't know, a, Listen, shot, of, a shot of tequila later. If I How about didn't that? have... Te- yeah, tequila doesn't have carbs. Take at least a swig. Well, I'll take a swig. If Just, I and didn't we have to cheers have it, too, because it's a year. Horrible acid it is, reflux. It has, it's been a year. It's been a year, and I'm supposed to do cheers. cheers with Smirnoff Ices. How fair. All right. If I didn't have the worst acid reflux it's so I've ever had in my life. Yeah, these are brutal. I never eat. That much is amazing. I never eat carbs. <laughs> no, I never drink sugars, and this tastes like Pour it in sugar street. as fuck. <laughs> oh my god! This looks like a, go. a bedpan. That's all <laughs> it does. This, Lord, uh, this giant ice bucket. So take t- that you're drinking from. <laughs> Thanks, Lou Gehrig. Whatever his name was, is that Lou Gehrig? The ale. The guy. The guy bucket. with the disease. Dude, I hear ice bucket now, and it's tainted. It's been tainted, not tainted, but you know, associated with. It's I, the. With the ice bucket challenge. Oh, said, oh ALS? Yeah, 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 that's why I said Lou Gehrig. Like, yeah, Lou Gehrig, ALS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I, I'm with you. I'm, Listen, I'm following. I'm, I'm picking up on the pop yeah. culture references. You're... I got it. Well, thank uh, you. Thank you for the recognition and the gift. I apologize in advance for any burping that might take place well, over the course uh, of this now podcast. between the three of us. Uh, yeah. I'm it's just going to be a lot of carbonation. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there right now. I'm going to burn Christ okay. this shit. So, so as we, as we get into it, what, Preston, will you remind the people uh, where we landed on okay. your Enneagram type and so, how you generally feel about I, the Enneagram? <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I hate this shit. Yet you've been but on the podcast two times. I think I you're like the, podcasting. I think you're this the number one guest. I think <laughs> you've never had any guest on as much as you. I'm like the you. Tim Dillon here. Like, yeah. everybody loves me. Uh, you don't even know who that is. No, I don't. Of course you don't. God, no. You're not relevant. Uh, I'll preface with my first one. We decided I was a 2-3. And then we switched no it to a three. Two, three. Well, hang on. I took the test and got a two, three. Took it again and got a three, two. And then you're like, neither of those work. I'm like, okay, this is what the test you gave me. She's like, it's fake. I'm like, okay. Then, That's exactly then, how Which that describes happened. itself, by the then, way, as a personality test. I know. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. your video <laughs> and then chose to <laughs> yeah, ignore yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> then it became a seven, which Crystal believes I believe. And I can see, but I'm not a FOMO type, even though I can seem like one. Which is but why we Courtney rolled out ex- seven last time. Yeah, Courtney can explain that. But then I went seven. And then nine, because my family shit came out. And you both went, holy shit, you're a super nine. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Nine. And then you're like, wait, how do you have Seth Rogen in your life then? How does that work? Which defines the eight part. It's the, it's so, the everyone's fighting, hey, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna be okay. I'm, I just yeah. fell over. I used to do that. That yeah. was a thing. I would walk in because I love Jurassic Park. I'd walk in to the room being a raptor, hearing fighting. So I'd either, I'd either scurry or I'd become the butt of the joke and I'd fall in front of my family. I'd do a pratfall. Yeah. Which I just learned that word. But a pratfall, so that you fall funnily, not hurt yourself. But I'd fall and you'd hear like a, and everyone's like, what was that? And it's just me on the floor. I'm like, hey guys. <laughs> 
So Everybody stupid. feel okay, please. So silly. Yeah, and you're a social nine, which can take on the personality, which is a counter type, and can take on some of the personality traits or look like a type seven. Listen, I thought this was a, a an Enneagram podcast, not a numerology podcast, but we could. <laughs> Because I originally yeah, yeah, I thought you were a type 7. The sound seven. effect on that ice bucket that you're uh, drinking from. When you first took the test and got two, I was like, mm. Oh, hello, my love. Hi. My wife has arrived. You're looking yeah. very much like a housewife. I am double. Have you seen Matt? I'm sure she loves it's that. Not a, it's not a compliment or an insult. What, it's just work? an observation. Uh, sorry, what were you saying? Um, when you first took the test and got a two... I had said that that didn't make sense because I'm a two and we are not the same. And then I had guessed that you were a seven because uh, you are very, you're not FOMO-y, but you're very life of the party, want to hang out, always down to do everything. And two plus seven is? Nine, but that's not and how that's we got how there. that's how it works. Oh, I get it <laughs> then, like you said, your family shit came out. And so we started talking about that, realized some peacemaker tendencies, but because of your social subtype, you take on a lot of those personality traits of seven. Hmm. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know what else is left. I think three might be the magic number for... Like we can go into a lot of shit. Like, I went into... Well, three's Achiever. <laughs> so, we should go through... For people who don't know, let's go through the types of, that we just said. Yeah. We just okay. to finish this. I'll just Big go through drink. all of them. So, so the, the two is the supporter helper. Mm-hmm. Um, That's type, where we started with Preston. Yeah. And then the three is the Achiever. Um, seven is the uh, FOMO type or the adventurer, and then a nine is the peacemaker, and then mm -hmm. an eight because he also said is a wing eight is the challenger. I think that uh, I really I, think that adds up. What nine eight? Yeah, nine eight with a counter you have, type you seven. Have a challenger in you oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, one hundred. If you aren't a nine, I would think you were an eight. Yeah, with um, a nine wing. I brought notes for today. Oh, did oh, you? Oh, yeah. He came prepared. Because I don't want to get into a lull, which we won't. But in the event you're like 9-8 or something, I want to like try and read while you're going. <laughs> yeah, in case I get bored, I want to have something to no, read. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I remember having something that I'm like, I need to bring this up. This is like what you do during live show, where you take notes and then yeah. just bring up random The first note is history. P before, which I did not do. So. P before. <laughs> Too late. Um, our Moving first, on. Next. Our first podcast was on February 5th of 20. That was a, uh, a month before. Ooh. This is the SoundCloud one. This is the old one. The Patreon the one. That one. Never February released. what? February 5th of 20. Fifth. Oh, that was the one that we never that released. That was the first podcast the, we recorded. The audio was released. shit. Yeah. yeah. The Patreon yeah. one. Or at least you posted it on. It doesn't matter. I mean, we don't have a Patreon account. We should <laughs> totally do one. We have a fake one. We should do a Patreon one, and then we should release the the original Preston Palmcast. <laughs> Palmcast. Um, what was the date you said? February. February fifth is like a 5th. almost a full month before COVID hit. Okay. So we started doing this, then we did. So this the, is like this is uh, what seventeen months ago. Yeah, because we've been we doing this for 17 months. Yeah, because we wanted to get a bunch Why of stuff. Why aren't we more pipe. famous yet? I don't I mean we've got famous people coming on our podcast. We really next. do. And I can't I can't we're not gonna we say really anything. Do. We really do. We have and, like, two famous authors. people yes, coming on our podcast. Serious people in the next six months. Very rowling is coming on. We're gonna here. have to like read the books and like prepare questions <laughs> and shit. Yeah. We're gonna and like listen. don't tell listen, everybody who's listening, we don't read. Don't tell them what we're like. 
We have to fool them <laughs> yeah, into we thinking that them. we're for real. And then we have we have a big time fitness guru coming on here. So we've got some cool guests coming up. Yeah. So I don't know. We're getting pretty, pretty famous. Excited. That's exciting. Yeah. In less than two years of. Yeah. In a pretty crowded market. Everybody started a podcast during yeah. COVID. And everybody's crazy about the Enneagram. So, yeah. well, so think, you know. People are two, finding us. Two years is a sweet spot I've heard too. Like you get to two and it's do or die. It's how do we feel now and are we still consistent or is it uh, let's go back to work. <laughs> you know what? Here's the brilliant thing about this podcast. Uh, I, I like drinking and talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the I idea. Don't care if there's 30 people listening. Why don't we put a mic at a bar? Like that's the yeah, whole point. Yeah. I, I, I like I like to make a cocktail for a guest, and I like to be like, so tell. I, I like I don't like small talk. Yeah. Right. I resent small talk, and I and I really love like. So who the fuck are you? Yeah. Like that's what I'm into. So like even if there's 30 people, like that that's what's brilliant about. And that's by the way, if you're out there and you're curious about starting a podcast, that's how you do it. Like you pick a thing that you could just go on and on go. and on about, and like that's what you do. Which, if you're a good speaker, you can do about anything. I've learned. I well, yeah, you can, but the but after two years, you're gonna be like, I don't want to do that. It's more like, no, this is just. I would I do I would do this if we weren't recording. <laughs> if I could just have somebody over to the house once a week to be like, so tell me about yourself and what makes you tick. Like I would do that. That's that's one of the reasons I got into the work that I'm into. You know, like so. Okay. Here's my here's my line. Can you here's ruffle my... the paper a little closer to the mic, please? Yeah. Oh <laughs> Jesus. So, I was listening to ourselves talk, and we I started with kids have self agency and coping somehow removes it. So like, you start as a child being able to sniff out your parents being upset with you. So you hear like you and you and your sister were talking about or yelling at each other like you did this and you did that and your mom goes oh you're just disappointed she like left and you're like what the fuck you can smell like this is worse than being this isn't just yeah Yeah, this is this is horrifying like i set something off yeah yeah and then coping that right there is like the coping thing of you know whatever it is holy shit now we how am i going to think about this now and now i have to go back to her and either apologize or stand my ground and say i was right so my thing there was a critique on myself. These are things you wanted to correct from your <laughs> yeah, first podcast. I never got to do any other ones because it was like, let's just, what is with, because this is for everybody. We all do this and it's, it's really annoying to me and I want to dig. What is with preambling every goddamn molecule of speech? Why do we say- You mean like, the, like prefacing it's stuff? It's annoying. Yeah. What, not that I'm saying or whatever. Or, I, you know, I, I don't want to like hurt anybody. Like, okay. Processing? I'm not. Let's. Yeah. Let's no, get I'm into saying, it. I'm saying I I do it. Oh, I know. Me. We and like. Then, and then we kind of get into like a groove of everyone like. Well, you know. It's something we actively have to call out in disciple groups. Yeah. All yes. the time. And you used. Well, I probably should be a little more like coy no, about that's it. That's fine. You can talk about it's me. It's about me and yeah. you. Yeah, um, I'm fine. You're fine with it. Yeah. Okay. Chris made me drink way too much before, and then. <laughs> and there's a guest room here that I'm not DS, particularly proud uh, of. Dis- District Superintendent, I, that is not true. <laughs> this is your NDA. <laughs> I gave him one I, drink, <laughs> and he have, made it himself. <laughs> and then he poured, I don't know, four more <laughs> drinks into that drink. And do you know those Fat Tuesdays, big, huge things they give at a New Orleans? Okay. Uh, the other thing is... Wait, wait, no, no let's stop no, there. No, no, not let's the other thing. The I mean, like, continuing this, explaining too much, like, I don't trust myself is my thing. 
I think it, it comes out in discipleship groups, which firm plug, it comes out because you're so not used to explaining to someone else or, you know, whatever you're again right now. So whatever what do you, what do you really, so let's start with the feeling first. Okay. Uh huh. Can you remember a time and try to be specific in your memory Passive. when you were really feeling that and you caught and you recognized that you were doing that? What was the feeling there? For, well, for, before the feeling, can you conjure up a memory that's specific where you go like, I do yeah. remember doing that and saying that at yeah. this moment. And if my parents ever listen to this, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the girl I had for five years in college, I'm not gonna preempt. The girl you had. The, the, well, the girl <laughs> I was with, the girl, yeah. Uh, I, this is really hard. I, would, I believe in I you. would sneak down from school, which I lied to my mother about 100% of the time. I'd sneak down from school early before going to my parents' house to visit them for the weekend and be down for Christmas or be down for... So I'd go down a couple of days early and morose around Orlando and be with her. So have this alone time with her. She would sneak out of her parents' house and we'd... Now that I listen to... It's funny now. But you would like back then it was dire. You will be taken out of college and living with us again if we find you. And, <laughs> she, and, and Mama had the smell. Mama Bear knew, so she is perimetering. Hey, so yeah. did you go to the football game on Friday? Did you go to this? Did you do that? What? How, where were you on this night? And so this is where preambling comes in. Oh, you know, it, it was already like that anyway. So it doesn't even matter if you ever talk about. It like leads into this guilting and shaming. I was gonna say this kind of adds up too to. I feel like you always try to throw people off your scent with what you're doing and where you're at. I've noticed that with you. That's and this, 100% what it is. This, I think so. This, exactly, is, this sounds like an origin well, story exactly, to me. I would me. say... This is, this is the peak of it. It, it started I somewhere. I think it's a little bit binary with you in that. Binary, okay. Either you throw people off your scent and you are elusive mm -hmm. with how you really like what you think and how you really feel about things oh man i'm burping too we shouldn't have done ginger beer um <laughs> ah, ginger beer ginger beer Ahoy. um so you can you i've seen that where you can be and i've also seen where you're what's what feels from the outside looking in what feels like you get to a point where you're like I'm done being elusive, fuck this. And yeah. you're just like... I become a panini. I hate that. Wide open. Yep. This is bullshit. I don't like this, I hate that. Yeah. Yep. Like, and I've seen that too. And it's kind of like one or the other. It's there's a switch, n There's not sure. a lot in between, I think. Again, this is outside looking in. Yeah. How do you, like, what do you, what do you make of that? I think that's fair. Outside looking in, I think that's fair. Um, man, that's like, my shoulders feel lighter. <laughs> I've never told any besides like significant like potential significant others because it's a cute story like oh it's Nick down she's like oh. <laughs> what's what's funny to me is particularly from a grown ass man who's like doesn't live at home and has a job and a truck and a, like you know has like a normal adult life and very much does his own thing and is I think it's funny that or interesting or whatever that you feel lighter now after saying that out loud when it's like 
Like that was the point of this. Like, like I don't care if my mom or dad ever like I like. Hey, yeah, I had a, I, yeah, I had a girl sleep over one night, and you didn't even fucking know it. <laughs> like, like, I, like that wouldn't bother me at all to tell I, my mom I'm that. I'm picking my lip right now, being nervous. <laughs> I'm so nervous because of this shit, and I don't. I'm 27. I literally I, had a girl I sleep almost... over at my at my house that I grew up in. Like, I re I remember it and being like, ah, it'll be fine. Yeah, Even I smoke poison in my house yeah. all the time. You guys are saying this out loud. All well, the and time. I feel People like, can like, hear you. Yeah, I, but that's the thing. Like, what's my, is my mom or dad going to ground me? Like, I have a house. Yes. I have a mortgage. <laughs> I don't you know. I don't know what happens next. <laughs> I feel like because I'm, because I'm so weird about trust with myself, too, and because I had a few talks after being caught a couple times by parents and their hate. You were even already caught? <laughs> so this isn't even news. <laughs> no, no. And it was caught. Um, it was real innocent too, because I was grounded. But I went to her house to go get gas or some bullshit excuse. This um, is in high school. This now? is in high school. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'd snuck, I played at church, and then I went to high, went to her house, which is funny because it's right down the road from where I live now. Um, I had lied. Oh yeah, I went to go get gas. They're like for two and a half hours. I'm like, yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, I was lying. Also, <laughs> someone was here, so they called the house, and her parents were there, and her dad comes out and reprimands us. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> different parent reprimand. This is fucking weird. Uh, so now I'm like, I your really girlfriend's yeah. dad reprimanding yeah. you. You listen here, young man. Yeah, I'm like this is not cool. I'm being fucked in the ass right now, and she's right there, like. And all the, oh yeah, in front of your mm -hmm. the girl that you like, in front of the girl that you're trying to get with. I'm like, if and I like, cry right now, this is over. She'll, there is, she'll I, tell me in a second. It's very emasculating. <laughs> there, like, oh it's very God. clear that he's much bigger and older than me. Oh my God. <laughs> and I go home and get re-reprimanded. Oh door slams. And, and, and. So remember, I become the cockroach in fighting. I hear raised voices and I like to shrivel away unless... You know, right. I, I can, I have some kind of... Or you come into the room as a raptor to make everybody laugh. Yeah, unless yeah. I'm going to alleviate the situation. So, now, I'm the door slam. So, I'm in their room. Bam. You want to tell me? And then that whole conversation. <laughs> so... Wait, wait, wait. Go back. You rushed through that. What, what did you so say? So, I get sat on the bed, on their bed, yeah. in their room, across the, across the house from my room, where I cannot sneak off to now. I'm stuck. Okay. I'm stuck. And they slam the door with me in the room. Mm. And now you're now, trapped I'm, in the room. I'm the fight. Yeah. Mommy, you can't yeah. cockroach away. <laughs> I Mommy, imagine as a peacemaker that feels very oh, stressful. My, I might as well have been naked and masturbating on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> I might as well have been just... You've, everything's gone. Uh, Every I, single thing. I, I don't know what to I, say, Mommy and Daddy. I, I shit in the neighbor's yard. I killed their yeah. dog. I stabbed yeah. their cat. I hate their kids. They're stupid. <laughs> yeah. I hate her. So, sat on the bed. She's crying, which is... The guilt radar has started. Your mom Woo! is crying about this? Oh, yeah. It's fake. Woo! <laughs> she knows what she's doing. It's to get him riled up. Because <laughs> they've been best friends forever. So, she knows his tics and he knows her tics. So, he's like, see what happens? You see what happens when you lie and you cheat and you steal and blah, blah. I'm like, cheating and steal. 
<laughs> I was just lying, but I understand. It's just lying. Yeah. He, also, he, I'm 17. Yeah. Did you not expect me to yeah. lie about girls? My mom would always <laughs> say, Mommy hates liars, cheaters, and stealers. It didn't matter if I did one or all three. It was, you know better. Mommy hates liars, cheaters, and stealers. Well, my dad did not say daddy. He's like, today, you're a man, and I could beat your ass like one. And I'm like, holy what? shit. Yeah. He was so. This is absurd to me. He was so angry. I because can't I was it. such a good boy. He's he's like I don't understand where we went wrong. Where did what? we go wrong? Where was <laughs> where did this happen? And she's like, <laughs> it feels like yeah. an overreaction. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> okay, so this is my other point. Um, going through like, like emotions. How could you yeah. go over to that girl that you okay. likes house? You hormonally <laughs> ramped up horn dog. Teenage yeah. boy. Yes. <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, of course I fucking lied to go yeah. over and try and be even remotely close to yeah. boobies. <laughs> like, of course I did that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. These so are, I, I have these fantasies because there have been times that I can remember from childhood where I can, I can remember adults overreacting to things. Yeah. And I, like, there were, but as a kid, you don't have any, you have no, no idea how to deal with that. No. You're just in Des trouble. Despite conversations had with them, yeah. despite, like, you would never do this, And right? I have these or fantasies like, yeah. of being able to go back and be like, um, how about you expect less from a five-year-old, you yeah. dumb shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, how about... I'm five. How yeah. about... Uh, everything I did makes perfect fucking yeah. sense. Yeah. Like, if you put chocolate next to a five-year-old, mm. he's gonna fucking eat it. Yep. And how dare you walk out of the room and come back and be like, oh my god. I mean, like, that's a made-up example. But, like, there are lots of examples where I can think of, like, uh, like one of my friends, uh, he, like, he was outside playing and at a daycare or something, and they were, like, calling everybody in. And, and he was like, oh, can I finish playing? And she was, and the, the worker, the teacher or whatever was like, you can have five more minutes. And then like after like 10 or 15 minutes, she came out and was like, where were you? And like, and he was like, Wait on you. I'm five years old. How do you expect me to know what five minutes right. is? I'm gonna look at the sun like, oh, like one. You are my goddamn hero. <laughs> like, that's that is the kid I wish I was. Like, I'm five years old. What do you expect from me? Like, you said more time, and five minutes means nothing to me. I did not have that. Kind like, of... why didn't you come and get me? <laughs> I did not have that. Where does yeah, the not neither. trusting yourself come from? Because you keep saying that, and that's what I'm curious about. Um. Because I've always I known you as like a very bold, risk-taking... Now. Now. Okay. Because you've only known me for a couple of years. Back in school, like early school days, I kind of was like, I felt like Matt kind of. I was very reserved and I wanted everything to be good. And I wanted good grades and I wanted all the things I don't get in trouble for. While all my friends were getting in trouble. And the one time I did get in trouble in third grade is where this eight starts to come out. My friends, my old roommate, Sebastian and I... <laughs> would get paper towels wet and we had portables. You know what portables are? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we'd go to portables and we'd bunch them up. We'd go into the portable bathroom stalls and just chuck them at people in the bathroom, throw them over the stall and hit people in the head. You'd hear, hey man. And you're like, ah, oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and then we got some crazy idea that he's like, dude, they stick to the wall, which in third grade is amazing. Yeah. So, 
We yeah. just discovered physics. <laughs> wet paper towels and the good white paper towels that get sticky when they get wet. Not the stupid brown ones that are lame and recycled. The white ones, and we just chucked them into it. Like that corner right there, just threw them and it looked like a huge cobweb. Oh my gosh. Eight, nine, ten apiece. Huge. And we hear oh, a knock, knock. things. Yeah, right. And I have dreams about it. Like, that was one of the most fun days I've ever had in my life. Because it's, it's just me and a buddy just chucking paper towels not a care <laughs> in the world until his teacher finds him out of the bathroom for more than nine minutes <laughs> knocks on the door, which is her next door. She is teaching next to the bathroom and goes, have fun in here. I'm like, oh, that's not a boy uh -oh. voice. And you, yep. And you turn around. So um, the, that was the challenger part. But the trust part was when I started becoming bad. I started becoming a little rambunctious, a little too loud, like your sisters, a little too... Like a boy. A little too, yeah, a little too fun. Mm. <laughs> Why are you having fun now? Why aren't you reading anymore? Where's Pokemon? Why aren't you playing your Game Boy? Why, where is all this? Where did that go? So that trust started to dissolve when I learned, like, oh, I'm not a little boy anymore. I can't trust. I don't know what to trust anymore, really. I don't know. That's my best explanation for it. And then getting older, because I was reprimanded so hard by both sides of families <laughs> for this lying to adults, I learned to not trust myself either. So as soon as I had a lie, I focused on the lie for two to three to four weeks until it blew over. So you tell yourself a lie enough. What do you mean you focused on, like, what do you mean? I left at 8.30 from Tallahassee and got to Orlando at 1.30. Oh, you were like like drilling it into your skull. Mm. Like, this is like this is the story and I'm sticking to it. Prison kind of shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, for, the boy died. The boy's dead. I lost all of it after that. It kind of like a switch flipped. So it, was, it got very dark very quickly because of this relationship. And I, I can say it blatantly now. Um, but it just was spun so hard. because so I was like, okay, I got to pick one or the other now. So I, I went totally black and white. So, so what do you make, like, do you feel like this relationship was a bad influence or do you feel... Now, yes, but back then was like, I have to do this. This is me proving myself I'm a man. Was she encouraging you? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I didn't see it. I was like, yeah, this is me being a man. She's like, you are being a man. I'm like, okay. I don't know. I, I tend to agree with her. The girlfriend? Yeah. The borderline personality girlfriend? At least in what you've told me, in the like, I, so as I hear the stories that you've told me so far, right, I find myself much more siding with not my parents, the teenage boy who's yeah. like, yeah, da doy, I want to go over to my girlfriend's house all the time, and maybe I'll see a nipple, you know, like, like that. That is so much f more natural and understandable to me than especially because you're out of your parents house at this point too like you're not living with them you're not under their roof you're an adult do you, maybe that's what it was that's the trust think, issues there's a slip yeah there's like i still feel like property that's, yeah that's pretty harsh that's pretty harsh but well, well we I can will, speak I'll, in hyperbole yeah, 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 I'll speak to, in to, to try and get at the thing I'll, yeah i felt like property just with the last name. So when I'd come home from Tallahassee, from the place that I lived, what that I paid for, found myself 
did everything without parent help. Uh, and then came home and became boy again, or became son again. Uh, that's where I think that's where the trust or slip was. So that's where my mask started to come in. Yeah, it's almost like a dual life. Well, so a so life. you weren't like uh, I had the mask with her too. Were you getting a bunch of money from mom and dad or no. anything? It was all you. Yeah, and that was fifty fifty. They were like, we can help you, but if we help you, we're helping you. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? Mm -mm. Yeah. Do it on my own. Do it on my own. So I, my dad's like, good man. Um, also like any emergency, don't hesitate. Like yeah. we're, we're here. Yeah. It's not like a still do parents. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on on top of just to alleviate the yelling story because they just did it so much anyway. <laughs> Uh, it was good having sisters then because they had been yelled at so much at, at my age when I did that. They like got held me under their wing and stuff, and they were like, "He'll blow over in like three or four days." Yeah. Three or four days later, I'm sweeping in the den or whatever, doing my my punishment chores or whatever, and grounded. And he comes in, he's like, "Come here." And he just gives me a hug, and I start bawling on him. He's like, "I get it." Yeah. I'm like, what the hell, man? He's like. It's I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you can't blame her. And he's like, I know. It was both of us. We were both very mad at you. I'm like, what the? F You're supposed to be in fucking jail. Like, okay. So his, like, background. I, I think it's interesting. Like, I've never had kids. So, you know, I don't know what that's like. But there is something very, I find very curious about the reaction to that. I think it's a breaking point. It's mm. like. Like, I've got sisters with younger boys now the, you like, can see it feels like you you acting like a normal teenage boy really hurt their feelings yeah yeah which is weird to me because it, it it was this whole like establishing trust it's like their his ultimatum was once trust is unestablished or broken it takes a long time for it to come back or we just don't trust you anymore until you can it's very like godfathery. Yeah, like, may, yeah, maybe if you're like snorting cocaine or yeah, something. Yeah, like doing something like, actually yeah, problematic. Yeah, like criminal and horrible. Yeah. But I, it feels a little naive. To me, it feels a little naive on their part to be like, uh, we never expected our teenage son to go after Poo-Tang. <laughs> like, like, what yeah. are you talking about? And this, of course, that's going to happen. This isn't the first incident like, either, and this was way more funny. So when I first got into texting... Um, not to say that we, that they shouldn't have boundaries. Right. Like, by all means, like, all yeah. right, you lied, you got caught, yeah. you're grounded. Like, that makes sense to me. That's how I would treat... And I also understand I was a, little, a youth director, that's how I would yeah. treat my students. But to be like, I can't believe that you snuck out to try and get I, laid from your girlfriend yeah. like well that feels like a you problem really that you didn't know that that was coming like that's not that should not be a surprise to anybody <laughs> i don't know I've, I've thought about it a bunch i would have understood a little less of that and not as much not as much nonchalant as yeah you lied you're grounded who cares like marty mcfly shit I can understand, like, I get sitting you down in the firm, bed yeah. yeah, and being like, hey, man, this is a big one. Yeah. We need to know where you are and, like, and maybe something a little more vulnerable. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, we thought you were going out to get gas, and when we didn't hear from you after two hours, we were starting to panic, yeah. and it was a real, it, we were scared. 
Yeah, well, here's and the thing, your too. consequences or your choices have consequences. Yeah. Again, and this is this right. is the peak. This like, is not the first conversation. You were sneaking out a lot. I wouldn't say a lot, but more than they would have liked, <laughs> and that they caught me doing. But I was caught it three or four times before this, and the first time was that conversation. Hey. All right, At that's least, starting to make a little more no, sense. No, I know. And see, see, see. So, like, this I'm is relationship crazy. theory. Yeah. So, like, three strikes. Well, so there's three different stages of like conflict that people don't really inherently understand. Mm-hmm. So when somebody does something wrong, like some somebody wrongs you in some way, uh, let's say like uh, I'll I'll use myself as an example. Uh, when I was working with the patron saint of the Kindred Enneagram podcast, John Legg. Um, so there's an incident level where like he asked me to do something, I forgot to do it or I failed to do it or whatever. And then he has to follow up and be like, hey, you didn't do that. That's an incident level. And it's like, hey, I need you to do this. So that's one. And like, definitely that happened a lot because <laughs> like, I am forgetful. Um, and then the second level is like when you do the same thing again or, or like two or three times in a row, and now it's like, hey, I'm not talking to you about this incident where you forgot to, like, where you didn't put enough work into planning the curriculum or whatever. Like, that was some of my stuff. Um, and he would be like, and what needs to happen there now is this is not about what you didn't do this week. This is about how you consistently don't do this that you're supposed to do. We're dealing with a pattern. Yeah. It's not a it's not an incident, it's a pattern. Mm -hmm. And then after and then if that conversation doesn't work and this and it continues to happen, now it's the relationship. Now it's the oh, I'm not dealing with an incident or a pattern. I'm dealing with our relationship our relationship as friends and coworkers is broken. And if this can't be addressed, then our relationship is at stake. Like, and so that's the, those three stages, like incident, pattern, relationship, that people kind of inherently understand when they hear it, mm -hmm. but don't have that framework. And right. so, that, so a lot of times when you're dealing with a pattern, people will get focused on the incident. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, but it was just like, I it's don't know tell you. I was like, How do you forget the yeah, same thing? Yeah, but it's been going yeah, 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 on yeah. forever. Like, it's that type of a conversation. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, the fact that it's happened multiple times before this particular incident sheds a lot more light on it. Because what, what you're probably experiencing in that conversation is, or what, the, what your parents were experiencing is, and maybe they didn't have the language to do this, but they're experiencing the... Um, this is no longer about tonight. This is about an ongoing pattern. Yeah. And now what's at stake is our relationship as parent and son. Hmm. And because if this continues, then our relationship as parent and son will be compromised. And like, that's probably what they're, and they'll bring up yeah. things like trust and we can't trust you. And yeah. how can we trust if we can't trust? Yeah. And how do we, you know, like, that's, that's kind of what will happen. Yeah. And that's where all that like culminated to. Yeah. Okay. That makes a little more yeah, sense. It, yeah, which is why I was like, it's not that crazy, but because I, I still also am in the place of like, fucking get used to having a teenage boy, my dude. Well, they're not. That was the first one. <laughs> so that was my other thing too. Is thinking back on it. 
What, like, were your sisters just what? better at getting away with it? Yeah. Sisters are always <laughs> better at like getting away with it. Are you like, kidding me? Like Do you know snakes, how dude? much shit I got away with in I was an school? only child, so... I got away with so much. Did you listen to this? No. Name your worst thing. Oh, God. Something Something that if your mom listened to this, you're like, I can't do this podcast anymore. Unless it wasn't. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. So there's. That was quick, and I love it. Yeah. So I got grounded chronically a lot because of grades. And my mom's solution was just be like, you're grounded. And I'd be grounded for months on end. And I got tired months. of that. Yeah, That's literally, I'd be grounded for like an entire semester um, <laughs> because she thought that did something and it didn't do anything at all. I just snuck out and did what I wanted anyway. <laughs> It'll fix it next time, I guess. Um, so, oh man, there's a couple of like big time sneaking out incidents. This is all I want from you from a podcast, Courtney. <laughs> but you're the too worst... Instagram and you're not Courtney enough. I need more Courtney. The worst was. Um, Does I know this? No, actually, I don't. Yeah. It's, it's really not that bad. It's really not. But it's. We just. You said the. You said the. <laughs> you said the worst thing for me, so it was the worst thing for me. It's so all comparative. I was on the debate team. I was dating this boy named <laughs> who I was. <laughs> was my biggest heartbreak so of all of high unfortunate school. Unfortunate last name. Yeah, half. I'm really glad that didn't end up working out because I would have hated having that last name. Uh, but he was like. He was like the bad boy. Wait, wait, hold on. Are we gonna have to edit out his name? No, I don't talk to him anymore. We're not Facebook friends. He lives in Texas. What if he it's really fine. loves Enneagram and finally found a podcast? Well, it's him. not about whether or not he, it's just about. I don't give a shit. You okay. can leave his All name right. in there. Okay. Matt will probably still, anyway. He lives in Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> no. Don't he... use his name anymore, just in case I do have to edit it out. Okay, so he was my biggest. You can say his first name. Okay, so he was my biggest heartbreak. He was like my, like he was, I was very much a goody two shoes in high school. Very, 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 I channel my one wing a lot. Very black and white. There's a right, there's a wrong, there's no gray. Um, and that's because that's how I viewed my parents' divorce or whatever. So I was super, super grounded. Evan was a bad boy and a risk taker. And I liked that. He was like the stereotypical, like, he had a shaggy leather jacket hair. and candy yeah. cigarettes. Shaggy <laughs> hair, warm makeup, like what? long shag, like eyeliner. He was like warm. Emo. He was emo. Warm makeup. War. Yeah. War makeup. Uh huh. Like not eyeliner. Like, not like war pig. Like <laughs> I thought you were saying he, warm. He wore no. makeup. Oh, 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 but it was oh, just like a little firm. bit. Not it like, was just like tense not like okay. battle. It was just like, <laughs> like what a bitch. It like. was just like bottom <laughs> eyeliner though. It wasn't anything like gray. Yeah, emo. Yeah, I know. Okay, I, I know. Got, the I, got, I, got I remember the. I I played in bars. <laughs> I was I was a screamo girl. I was very into it. He didn't go to my school. He was two years older than me. It was a fun time. So anyway, I was super super grounded, and my mom was out doing. Who knows what? I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. She was doing whatever she was doing. She wasn't ever very specific about what she was doing. I assume running errands. So my mom. <laughs> what? So my, okay. <laughs> what does that mean? So my mom. This is like my mom, drinking and doing drugs, <laughs> no, almost certainly. No, no, no. I'm working. Actually, like what she was probably doing. So she didn't have like a. She worked at St. Luke's during, which is a oh, school. Right. She worked. She was a preschool teacher during the week, but on the weekends, in order to support. Our family, because my dad refused to pay child support. Please don't. She she was slinging drugs. <laughs> no, she had an uh, eBay business where she would. That's fun. Yeah, she would hunt the most popular 
like Christmas toys and buy them in bulk so that when they sold out at Christmas, she could sell them and make a profit off of them. She was pretty fucking successful. Pretty brilliant. It was so brilliant. I did that with guitars. I've, I yeah. can't remember if I've told it on this podcast, but when when my divorce suddenly happened yep. and I like had to pay a mortgage without another person's income involved, I would go. I would buy up uh, guitars on Craigslist locally, and then sell them on. E- I would buy them on Craigslist because you could kind of talk people down and be like, "All right, I'll give you like 150 bucks for this," and then you could sell them on eBay for like 300, 400 dollars because that's how much they're worth. Yeah. Craigslist now is a cesspool of shit. I believe oh, it. Oh my! God. What happened? It used to be <laughs> so good and okay. Cool. So anyway, sorry. So, um, I would. I had. I was grounded at this point. I had Grace and Kyle come over. Grace and Kyle were my childhood best friends. Grace has been on this podcast, and we were hanging out. And then I invited Evan over, and Evan came over, and we made out in my bedroom, and it was great. And then my mom Ooh. unexpectedly walked in, not in the bedroom door, but just walked in the house. And she like had somewhere else to go. My mom also was a yeller when she was stressed. So she was like screaming at the top. Why is this house such a mess? I like shove mm. Grace, Kyle and Evan into that's, my closet just in get my chills bedroom. On your spine? Yep, that's my mom. Uh, <laughs> I shove Grace, Kyle and Evan into my closet in my bedroom. I was like, do not make a fucking sound. <laughs> my mom is screaming downstairs about the house being a mess. Doesn't come upstairs, thank God, and then we had a sliding glass door, and that was always like, as soon as mom got home, like, fucking beat it, dude. Ours was too loud. Sliding glass door. Ours was always too. It was. We hear it. Damn it! Damn it! No, I hear the garage door. So then she left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's always that's when your your mom came home. But we're talking about sneaking people out. Oh yeah. My sliding glass back door was so loud you couldn't sneak people out. So we'd have to like. Oh wait, there were, there was enough time where you could hear the garage door and oh, there was yeah, enough yeah, yeah. time to get people out and close the door. Well, cuz you're also like she'll probably be home around this time, but like we still have time. <laughs> oh shit, shit, yeah. okay, now it's time. It's time. They were literally in my closet for like 30, 40 minutes and then we went to Tijuana Flats and it was great. That's <sighs> Nice. Probably the worst thing I've ever done. That's not even that. I, I told you it's not that bad. It's like it was bad for me as a child. I wasn't that bad of a kid. I didn't I mean, I did have a house party once at the house I was dog sitting where we chugged limeritas. Limeritas. I never did anything crazy. That's rough. Yeah. Limeritas are nasty and I will never drink them again. They're disgusting. We, uh, the only time, because I was, I didn't do like normal high school party stuff, but there was one time, it was, it was homecoming junior year, I think, when like the homecoming after party was at somebody's house and they and you know this was this was a girl who was far more mature than the rest of us though she was our age and she had much older friends and and got like just a shit ton of alcohol for and then like and it was the only time it's the only like drinking high school story that I have. Right. And it was like, okay. And we got drunk on like tequiza and red wine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like not very good stuff. And, uh, uh, and then I, and that was on a Saturday. And then I got up the next morning and, and went to lead worship. <laughs> at Love church it. Nice. That was the worst thing ever. I that went I ever out did. drinking really, really, really late once. I mean, I was legal at the time with my brother and sister-in-law. And you're that. A, if you're an adult, it doesn't count. Yeah, but then I had to lead youth group hungover the next morning, and that was. Oh, rough. Don't do that. Listen up. 
Did you remember? Yeah, it was te- real rough. Did you ever have teachers that would just show a movie every yep. now and then on a Friday? Yeah. Okay. Thursday night drinking is a real thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just realized that Get the other day. Get this party like, started. Who's going on, early? A, on a Thursday? And they're like, we are. <laughs> we hate these fucking kids. Okay, so we haven't talked about drumming. Okay. Um, drumming started when I was six. I played Pokemon on my Game Boy and I would beatbox all of the nice little original town tunes that they'd have. You know, like Final Fantasy, yep. each town would have its little tune. So it was all nice square rhythms that was made on like a machine. So I would just make mouth noises and it would make sense. I'd play with my cousin the same game and I'd make the mouth noises and he's like, that sounds really cool. Eminem came out like a Man, year or that's, two. Man, that's a moment right there that could have gone one way or the other. Because what if your cousin was like, What's that stupid shit coming out of your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> like it, like it could have gone one one way or the other. But instead, he was like, "Nice." Yeah, we butt heads enough that that could have yeah. totally been a thing. But <laughs> that another weird thing. He was like my brother because I only had sisters. Mm. So yeah. he was he was the only boy cousin we had, and I was his only boy cousin he had. I think that's probably wrong. It doesn't matter. We we're the same age. Like he was January and I was November. Mm-hmm. So we did everything together. We got February, October for me. Oh, really? Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, although we're not that close because we live oh, in different states. That's bullshit. We were close growing so, up, but not so much. We're now. growing apart now. But he's he's been. It doesn't matter. He introduced me to Final Fantasy VII. I remember that. He introduced me to parents that don't care about you. Oh shit! Oh good. Did I just say that out loud. Oh boy. More drinks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. That was around five or six years old. And my, my dad was super into like Run DMC and Fresh Prince and mm-hmm. DJ Jazzy Jeff and like beatboxing like Donkey Kong and shit. And that was his favorite one was that one in the Freddy, the Freddy Krueger one, Freddy Krueger one, the Nightmare on Elm Street. I Nightmare mean, on my street by Fresh Prince. Old I don't know that one. From the 80s. Old yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I know Will yeah, Smith. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't sure? know that no. song though. <laughs> uh, anyway. They have a movie, Nightmare on Elm Street. I've heard of that. Okay. I, I didn't know Will Smith did a song for it. I can't believe that that was part of the movie, though. Because I've seen as, Nightmare on Elm Street. As soon as you hear it, you're like, God damn it, Will Smith. Why did you, why, <laughs> why did you do this? Okay. Parents, just don't understand. <laughs> Use your pencil. Oh. So, that was five and six. Moving from mouth to, like, counters and tapping my feet and pushing shit over and hitting my sisters at in rhythm. Of like <laughs> Rush and Sticks and fucking Aria Speedwagon. So, are, are you drumming at this point, or are you just no. interested in rhythm? Interested in rhythm. Okay. So it, it came supernaturally. So I've tied this to how I teach now. So when I hear a parent go, "Can we just buy a book and have them read the whole book and figure out drumming?" and I, I nope. will always say, "Absolutely not." Can we do a Zoom meeting? Absolutely not, because I can't hear and watch at the same time. It's different than a clarinet. Where I can see your fingers and then hear the note. So I've I teach street is what I call it. It's like there's book drumming and then there's street drumming and that's a, I teach street drumming. So I can teach you how far to drum. More useful. I can teach you how to drum off of a commercial. Yeah, it's so far just, more useful. Yeah, find one two three four and then figure out one two three four. And yeah. we'll, we'll work on it until you get it, and then we'll add. And I'll teach you what eighth notes are. And Dude, I'll teach you if what, you if you can learn like uh, four four six eight and three four, you you got it. It's like, 98% of music. Like the other 2% it. is a bunch of weird bands that and are like, like, we're cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's why I tell kids too, they love that shit. They're like, like there's what? 13. There's I'm like, money I by the yeah. Pink Floyd yeah. and like some like a system of a down song yeah. or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's just five. That's the, yeah, just Dream you Theater. Count, you can count to five. Dream yeah. Theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So from there, um, I got an American Idol drum set. And this thing was the shit. It came in a big box from Walmart. This is a drum set in a box. We're all awesome. great. Well, all we're all oh, we're <laughs> all great instruments come from Walmart and cheap beef apparently. Oh, <laughs> so, I'm, I you keep told me not just cheap yes. beef, very well, high quality, quality cheap beef. The McLaren Farms or whatever. It's, yes, they are like I am not a fan of Walmart except I buy like all my beef from and I got two dollars spare ribs, two dollars a pound spare ribs for Fourth of July coming up. Spare ribs or pork. Yeah, they're pork. Okay, just make yeah. sure. I hear ribs and I think pork, and then sometimes we're like, they're beef ribs. I'm like, eh. That's also How am I supposed to know? I don't know. Um, got the American Idol drum set. It's a nice, like, start to my drumming career. I broke it in three days. <laughs> I hit the drum, the bass pedal too hard. It didn't have the weird hi-hat chicky thing that was off to the side. It just, how I explained it. I was like, I only what? have three drums here. I have one. I have the one drum that sits in front of the snare drum, which is the one that makes yeah. the, the chip chip sound, then the bass drum, and then a little tom. So then like, doom doom, and then one cymbal up top. And it was like I looked it up you later. Didn't have it's a like, it's like it was like forty bucks. What? I looked it up later. I'm like, you son of a bitch. How do you have a drum yeah. kit without a hi hat? It doesn't matter. I ruined it. I'm like, hey, I need a real one. And they're like, okay. So the next year, my I ended up having a mentor, uh, Mike, and he had an old. I still have it. An old blue sparkly. Um, Pencrest, which is was like a subsidiary of Ludwig. Yeah, I, was, I don't even know Pencrest. Super old. They, they do not exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I keep it just for that. I'm like, nobody knows that fucking Ludwig. It's mine. <laughs> um, and that's where I learned. So I would, I would listen to music, and then I'd copy it and paste it onto the drum set and figure it out. And then church started happening, and I grew through that. <sighs> and that's about it. Church has set. taught a lot of people how to play yeah. instruments. Yeah. Like, I, the only reason I know how to play guitar is because of church. By the way, girlfriend's and dad. And all them little hotties in that church youth group, that's the reason I know how to play guitar. Girlfriend's, girlfriend's dad was the lead guitarist and amazing at guitar. Yeah. One of the best guitarists I've ever heard in my entire life. And he reprimanded me about sneaking he yelled to go at see you his about, daughter. Yeah. And that was a Saturday. Oh no! So I had to go on Sunday, and he's like, "Good morning." I'm like, oh. "Good morning, you piece of I'm shit." I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs> and him and my dad had a nice long ten minute conversation in the back. Just, I'm up here, and they just keep peeking up at me. Like, this is so much shit. <laughs> um. So from there, then I had a mentor that who was like best friends when, with my dad. When did you cross the threshold from, like? You're like you. You're drumming at home. To, oh, I'm good. I can drum. I can be a drummer in a band. Mm. I'd say tenth grade. Yeah. I'd say tenth quick, grade. When did you actually start? What age? Uh, I started at five. I started at six. Is when I got the American Idol set. Six okay. or seven, and then. I shouldn't count without a hi hat, but I'll take it. Well, I got the hi hat from my mentor, from from Mike, our friend, um, from that blue set. He's like, we don't need it anymore. You can just have this for Here, your set. I, it looks pretty lame. And I'm like, thanks. Yeah. He's got that. And then he's like, all right, that set's done. Here's the complete set that they got for 100 bucks. <laughs> so I used that set forever. I started getting into percussion at, at sixth grade in, um, in church. 
and then that kind of like what are we doing like congas and tambourine conga, and stuff? shaker tambourine chimes using a stick throwing it at shit making noises woodblock <laughs> they had a, a they were very um they weren't experimental with the music they copy and pasted from cds yeah because they were so good it would just be perfectly pasted but then they would add like put a woodblock on like the e of two and i'm like i don't know what the e is but here we go one two e. i don't know what the e is here, yeah nope <laughs> no High school. One E and uh, is that what it is? One, One E and yeah, sixteenth yeah, okay. though. So you go. On. Yeah. Um, anyway, here's where you'll like it. High school, I make drumline first year, hmm. which is unheard of. Freshmen don't make drumline. They do pit. They do all the marimba. So you just have like a natural. Rhythm. I just do. Yeah, and they're like cool. Um, every teacher I Six have. Six is pretty young to get into an instrument too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. That's pretty good. But. I, I would say it's hereditary. My dad liked rap music, like old school rap, and then mm-hmm. and then oldies and stuff. Then my mom was a was in marching band and did like clarinet and marched marched chimes, like marched the big yeah. chimes. You'd have to push them and shit, and she was like, yeah. Beep, beep. yeah so it, it like runs, and then she was in choir. It's so. like on wheels, right? Yeah. It's like a cart. someone pulled it and she yeah. hit it. She was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Um, I'll stop there for high school sake because college is a whole nother animal. Why? For drumline. Going to the National oh, you Championship got into, and like all kinds yeah, of crazy okay, shit. Yeah. So like I made What did you it, play? What what was your instrument? I was always quads. I was always quads. That's the Yeah. Yeah. Sixty pounds of pure bliss. Oh man. Everybody that was in charge of us was like, I shouldn't I should have done quads instead of snare. Everyone always did the snare, the little one. Like this is bullshit. I should have done those. Those look so much more fun. I'm like, it's it's the sound that I think of when I think of college football. Yeah, it's the quads. Yeah, it's way more fun. Yeah, I got videos and shit of me in college. It's really fun to watch. Snare snare always makes me think of like uh, military more than anything else. Well, that's what the snare drum is. Yeah, it's it's called the snare drum because the the chords on the bottom were used to catch squirrels and birds Mm. and shit during the war. So they're like. Let's let's fucking snap that onto a drum that we found from these black people over here <laughs> and from Africa, make, right, and we'll yeah. make this chick chick sound that people can hear across the field that we're marching towards them. So you hear, yeah, and they're like, oh shit, and they're so coming. The army's like, bop, yeah, bop, 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 bop. Um, and that's why I teach kids. I'm like, that's why it's called a snare drum because it's a trap, and that's why it's called the, uh, a trap set. Call hmm. a trap set because you have oh, a, a trap that. drum. Interesting. And yeah, that trap, is interesting. You trap your left hand on the snare drum when you play correct when you play right. Yeah, hand. yeah, because so your you're hitting with trapped. your right and your left is under your right. Yes, and the whole point of that is to extend your right to do other things. Yeah, your, left your left is what strikes the snare, the snare. and yep. your right is what. Yeah, I've yeah. got six and seven year olds that have that on lock, and I have a sixty year old that does not, and it what? makes no sense to me. And it's really showing how, how malleable a child's brain is. So that goes to show when you're teaching children as a parent that doesn't know what they're doing or they're trying their best, after 9 or 10, it's kind of like a moot point. They're their own person. But right around 5 or 6 is like go time. You've got to be good. You've got to teach them right and wrong. You've got to teach them how to throw the trash away and do this and that. If not, they won't learn for whatever reason. Mm. I, don't, I don't know why. But being a teacher and seeing that malleableness around that is what that gets my goat. That's well, awesome. I, yeah, I, I really wish, I always regret um, not starting guitar much, much sooner. Mm. Like I, I'm, I'm a fine rhythm player and I can lead bands, but I'll never be like a, 
I'll never be like an outstanding, like I can just riff on like solo and, and riff on blues and riff on jazz. Man, being solid's all you need. Like I, I just, I'll never be able to do that solo-y kind of like, or, or like a funk rhythm or like everything I do, I have to absolutely learn practice it, learn and it. And, yeah, and, yeah, repeat it. Like uh, like those, even the like the funny solo things that we've done <laughs> with like- uh, Did you watch that? Like Jesse's Girl, I, I had to, I had to like, take a tutorial and learn the solo. I couldn't just be like, oh yeah, let me just jam around on this idea. Like it, it never quite sounds good. And you're good at learning. That's the problem. That's yeah. your problem is you're like, I can learn it later. I don't need to like have this technique memorized and sh I can like watch someone do it and then repeat it versus- Well, I, did, I mean, I had to really, really practice it. I had to repeat it over and over again before I could get it. And even then I, I still hear all the mistakes in it, but like, <laughs> Uh, but like what I, I dream of just being able to be like blues and C here we go. Like mm. I, and I just, I can do a little bit, but it's, it's not hard. It's nowhere near yeah. Yeah, yeah. what people who, people who are even just a little good at it. Yeah. Not right. even like amazing proficient musicians. People well, who are just a ever, little good at it. Have either of you like, ever been to you a, learn how to do that? Like an old person's jam? Like. You're at some some house oh, yeah. party I'm, for a I've family. Been to like blues jams, okay. Especially in St. Petersburg, it's yeah. a lot of old blues guy jams. Yeah, those, you know, I, and I like, love and it. I just can't even remotely keep up with those guys. Seriously, not even a little bit. I mean, like, I can like play in the band that I can like keep rhythm. Yeah. And then when it's like, all right, now you go. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. It's a C. C. Like that's. Yeah, some of those guys just Hendrix that shit, and you're like, where the fuck is that? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's so good. There's a bunch of guys like, and the, like, there's a lot of Stevie Ray. Yeah. Over in St. Pete, a I, lot my of band influence. you came and saw. That's you came and saw them too. That's all he likes. He's like, yeah. Well, Texas blues and Stevie Ray. Yeah, like, man. Anything else, please? Like, <laughs> I get it. I, a lot I of, get there's it. a lot of Mayer and yeah. influence in yeah. Tampa. Yeah. You know, like they they really like that kind right. of like, not quite uh, dirty. Like very clean, but slightly, you know, the the dumpler kind of. Uh, dumpler. Yeah, the or <laughs> dump, dumbly dumpler. It's like a specific boutique amp. Oh. That dumpler? Do, no, not dumpler. dumpler. I, don't know it's, dumpler. I think it's I think it's It's what what it's the Mayer sound. Mayer okay. John Mayer, and they're like, if you find an amp, you, you the, they're like thirty five thousand dollars or something. Cause they're just, and they're just this one guy who made these boutique amps and they're all out there mm. and like, and everyone fucking loves their sound. And John Mayer's got one and has several and that he tour and that's his sound. Like he has, he has that sound. And then there's a bunch of other guys that I don't, I'm not proficient enough to understand. It's, it's too big of an industry. Yeah. It's huge. It's so much. Anywho, um, we, we're we, right at an was, hour. Really? Yep. That went quick. I went right two hours. An hour. um, can I, we always end with the cheers. Who would like to go first? I'll go because it's easiest. Here's Kay. a year of a, of a consistent. 17 months. 17, well, yeah. Well, but we've been released for a year. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's to 18 months of myself, or 17 months of myself, that I've been listening to for 17 months. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Fun shit. Uh, I'm going to cheers to growing up and 
learning about what it means to be an adult and like taking risks and making choices and living life. Learning, okay, learning like parents' tendencies when you're older. Like, I, know, I don't I'm, know if I would have done that. I'm trying to decide between two. I, okay, I was gonna say cheers to Amazon delivery service, <laughs> but instead I'm gonna say here's to sneaking boys into your room. Woo! Yes. I love doing that. Cheers! <laughs> cheers, everybody!